Good morning, I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert. It is Tuesday, November 9th. A big step towards stopping cross-border sewage spills. More on that story next, but first let's do those local headlines. Some drama at the Vista Courthouse today, drama that had nothing to do with a case. The North Building had to be evacuated after the ceiling collapsed in one of the courtrooms. No one was hurt, but the building where criminal and juvenile matters were handled is closed. And an engineer is now inspecting the damage to determine when it can reopen. And just down the hall from that collapsed ceiling in the Vista Courthouse, a challenge to Governor Gavin Newsom's mask mandate. The lawsuit by the group Let Them Breathe claims the governor exceeded his authority. The state argues these safety guidelines are recommendations supported by public health officials to ensure safe schools. There was no decision yet after today's hearing, and another court date will be set. And a UC San Diego alum was headed back to Earth last night after spending nearly 200 days in space. Megan MacArthur is one of four crew members who took off for home from the International Space Station yesterday in a capsule built by SpaceX. They were expected to splash down near Florida last night. From KPBS, you are listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of that local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. So cross-border sewage flows in our San Diego region have been a big, stinky problem for decades. But in a big move announced yesterday, U.S. officials have decided to build new sewage treatment facilities on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border. KBBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has the details. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has decided to spend more than $630 million to expand the existing international sewage plant, build a new sewage plant nearby, and add other sewage capture systems near the border. EPA Administrator Radika Fox says environmental reviews and design work will start right away, and the first project could be under construction in 2024. These are all such critical pro- uh, projects that really represent, in our view, a holistic and, and um, comprehensive solution to the challenge. The U.S. has $300 million set aside already, The federal government will need another $330 million to complete all the projects they hope to build. There are hundreds of vacant jobs in the San Diego Unified School District. So now the district is looking for qualified applicants to teach and support children with special needs. KBBS education reporter M.G. Perez tells us there's a new financial incentive to fill the jobs. 
San Diego Unified has put out the Help Wanted sign that includes a $4,000 signing bonus for qualified special education teachers. The bonus only applies to state credential teachers, but the district offers benefits to paraeducators and other support staff also being recruited. Jenny Kingston is a sub who is now applying for a permanent position. I tend to want to connect with a group of kids for a, a lengthier period of time so I can see the growth, so I can see where they're struggling and where they need some more help. Applications start on the San Diego Unified.org website and a click on the Apply for a Job tab. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria stood on top of the USS Midway ship yesterday. He made an announcement about a new advisory council that's meant to help support military members, veterans, and their families. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado has the story. Mary Tanaka remembers the difficulties of being a military spouse. Her husband, Hideaki Tanaka, was part of the Air Force for 15 years. Now, Hideaki is part of a newly formed mayoral advisory council for military members, veterans, and their families. Hearing something like this, we're a council um, for Mayor Gloria that wants to help these families and help our children, help the spouses, kind of create that community um, and identify resources that we can utilize is wonderful. Mayor Todd Gloria says if military families feel welcome here, they'll stay, and San Diego will be better for it. But in order to make that happen, they need to be heard and feel like someone has their backs. Gloria says finding affordable housing and child care solutions are big priorities for this council. And more on our military community. The Secretary of the Navy is in San Diego right now. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh says he is urging sailors, Marines, and defense workers to get vaccinated ahead of the deadline. The Navy has the highest vaccination rate of any of the services. Roughly 99% of sailors have at least one shot ahead of the November 28th deadline for all active duty Navy and Marines to be vaccinated. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro was in San Diego Monday. We're going to work with those that decide not to get vaccinated for whatever reason. We're going to counsel them. We're going to talk to them. We're going to give them opportunities to sort of get the vaccination. And at some point in time, folks who decide not to get vaccinated are probably going to have to make a choice whether they want to stay in the Department of the Navy or not. Navy contractors like shipyard workers have a January 4 deadline. Del Toro distanced himself from the Marines who have declared anyone without an exemption who misses the deadline will immediately begin the process of being removed from the Corps. An indigenous protester appeared in federal court in Tucson last week on misdemeanor charges related to blocking machinery at a border wall construction site near Quito Baquito Springs, a sacred site in Organ Pipe Cactus National Monument. From the Fronteras Desk in Tucson, KJZZ's Elisa Resnick reports. Before it was part of Organ Pipe, Quito Baquito was a homestead to the Hiachit Autumn. Amber Ortega told the judge that this spring is where her relatives come from. So when she heard wall construction taking place nearby while she was praying there one morning last September, she was moved to protect it. There was real fear present there, fear for the land, fear for the animals, fear for our people. 
Ortega was arrested by National Park Service officers after about an hour of chanting and singing at the construction line. Her defense argued her religious and cultural beliefs compelled her actions and should be protected under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Federal prosecutors argued those beliefs do not negate the fact that she interfered with federal government activities taking place on federal land. Paul Gatone is Ortega's lawyer. Obviously, they wanted this to be as easy as possible for my client to be convicted. Judge Lynette Kimmins said she needs more time to consider whether testimony related to religious freedom could be included before making a ruling. Coming up, an up-close train tour of how climate change is impacting our local coastline. That is after a quick break. Do not touch that digital dial of yours. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. The UN Climate Conference is being held in Glasgow, Scotland, to discuss solutions to global warming. The California report decided to bring that topic home and take you somewhere that's directly threatened by our planet's changing climate. They wanted to take a close-up look at sea level rise. So very early one recent morning, the California report's host, Saul Gonzalez, caught a train along our coastline. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. This is your cafe car attendant. The cafe is located... So I've come aboard Amtrak's Pacific Surfliner, which connects downtown Los Angeles and downtown San Diego. It's about a three-hour trip, and it can be incredibly scenic, particularly as the train runs along the coastline. It's also a great way to see how climate change threatens the coast and all the things that human beings have built along the coastline over the past several decades. That built environment threatened by rising seas includes oceanfront homes, roads, piers, power plants, and this very train I'm riding on. In September, both Amtrak and a commuter rail line had to suspend service on part of this route for a couple of weeks. Emergency repairs were needed because beach erosion, partly attributed to climate change, threatened the tracks. You know, the coastline is a super dynamic place naturally. That's Rick Bell, a professor of geological sciences at Cal State Long Beach. He says even in normal times, California's coast can be a tricky place to build things and keep them safe. The coastline itself is actually a very mobile, dynamic feature. It's, you know, it's where everything comes together, the, the ocean, the atmosphere, the land, the rivers. It's constantly changing. And climate change, says Bell, really supercharges those changes, making storms stronger, tides higher, and coastal erosion of beaches and cliffs worse. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, we're now arriving at San Juan Capistrano Station, San Juan Capistrano. And you can really see how rising seas and eroding coasts could threaten this train route and everything around it as we travel through South Orange County and into North San Diego County. The train track comes really close to the Pacific Ocean here. You feel like you can almost touch the water. It's a spectacular view, but it also shows how vulnerable this train and nearby homes and infrastructure are to climate change.
Now, get off the train and walk the beaches in a town like San Clemente or Oceanside, and you can see how people have responded so far to the threat. Sea walls have been built in front of many homes, and giant boulders have been placed between the ocean and the train tracks in a lot of places. But in the long term, geologist Rick Bell says such coastal armoring actually makes erosion worse by starving the beach of new sources of sand. It increases the energy on the beach, causes more erosion, drops the sand. And so there really is no beach left. Looking ahead, Bell says Californians will likely face the daunting and expensive challenge of moving some homes and critical infrastructure, including parts of this train route away from the coast. That's called planned retreat. Bell also says we have to stop thinking about sea level rise as something that's happening so slowly, we just don't have to worry about it yet. He says big changes to our coast could come dramatically fast. Beach erosion, cliff retreat, is not a gradual process. It's episodic. So that when someone says, oh, that's long in the future, far in the future, it may be, or it may not be. And when it happens, it's going to be some catastrophic events, some big events that will cause a lot of damage all at once. As I watch the California coastline pass by from the comfort of my train seat, remembering Bell's comments made the million-dollar views of the water on a gorgeous morning a lot more unsettling. And that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'll be back for Annika again tomorrow. In the meantime, do me a huge favor and pick up your phone, text three of your friends, and tell them about this here podcast. Word of mouth is still the best way to get our show to more people. Thank you in advance. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.